With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching... FSR. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, let's go, stinking genius. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let me know when it's Tua time. Let's oh go. My gosh. Well, I, I don't think Tua could save Michigan um, as we. Oh, Georgia finally had something bad happen. Yeah, they missed Yay. the field goal. One fifty nine to go in the third quarter, it's but good it's still to be a Georgia Bulldog. Twenty seven to three Bulldogs. What's interesting, yeah, as we celebrate the new year, we are Woo. two hours away from ringing in twenty twenty two. Happy New, new year. year, stinking genius! Happy New Year to the crew. Twenty twenty two. That's right. Wow. Um, obviously, Danny G is producing the show tonight. Alex Teichert is running it. Uh, was that the Sager on updates, or did I just No, no, I didn't them? give him the night off. He's there. Right. Yes, it That's was. Awesome. Love it. Steve, Steve DeSager on updates. And obviously, tonight being New Year's Eve, before we dive into everything that's uh, going on in the sports world, I want to remind you, 
Don't make a lifelong mistake tonight ringing in the new year. It can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go and you think, ah, ah, instead of calling for a ride home, Uber, a cab, you think, what's the worst that can happen? You can get pulled over. You can lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone. Drive over, or drive sober, or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. I urge everyone to have a blast tonight. Enjoy yes. it. I remember uh, whenever I was younger, I'd always scoff at those who would call it amateur night because I'm like, Pah! Ha! I'm still out here and I'm a pro drinker, but it is. It's amateur night, so please be smart. Uh, and again, think when you drink. Always have a way home. We've got Uber. We've got Lyft. We've got uh, taxis. You name it. we got walking. Be smart tonight. So as we shift our focus here sitting in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio for the next three hours and 58 minutes, not like I'm counting down. Uh, we'll, we'll talk Alabama since in a bit, but Arnie, the, the shocking thing to me, and my 9-to-5 is college football. I really thought that Michigan was going to come out here and find a way to stymie Georgia's offense. And I thought Georgia was going to stymie Michigan's offense. I thought that by the time we hit the air, we'd be headed for the, towards fourth quarter of about a 10-to-3 football game. You see, what happened was, is this Georgia football team you're seeing tonight is the Georgia football team that we've seen most of the season outside of the SEC championship game. Exactly. And I don't know who the hell this Michigan team is here tonight, but this is pure and utter domination. Well, that's why Georgia is going to be favored over Alabama in the championship game. And they look great. Bennett looked great. You know, all the talk about should Bennett be the quarterback. I don't know why there was even talk about that. Um, you're right. I thought it was going to be a little bit more. Well, you were right about the three points, but uh, sure. you just didn't think that Georgia was going to score. 27 though it's not a big offensive output Bennett's had a really good day no turnovers that's the most important thing it's not the two touchdowns or a little bit less than 300 it's the zero interceptions out there um they've run the ball well also they've mixed it up they've uh mixed it up defensively Michigan didn't know if they were coming or going McNamara not being able to get the ball downfield I mean they haven't been able to run the ball they can't pass the ball Georgia's defense is exactly what we thought they were before the Alabama game um when they got lit up and I I wonder I can't wait to see in the rematch to be honest with you um okay uh let's let's stop just for one second yes, here Arnie. yes yes what you, you you like the, the the plan that they had the scheme they had up you do realize that means you have to give credit to coaching coaching um scheming offensive and defensive coordinators you realize when you say that that's a tip of the cat to the coaching staff and you are someone who infamously doesn't think coordinators matter so well, no, I, I just you know everybody was just kind of giving up on Georgia after that Alabama game, saying you see they're not they're not as elite as they were, and look at the easy schedule they had, and they hadn't played anybody really tough, even though they played in the SEC, and and they're flexing their muscle again. I mean, this is, I think this is an impressive victory over Michigan. Come on, you can say it, you can say good job, Todd Monken, their offensive coordinator, <laughs> really good job by Dan Lanning, uh, Kirby. Gosh, another freaking fumble by Michigan. Uh, they fell on it though. Uh, Arnie, this coaching staff did a hell of a job. Do you know who else is on this staff that I completely forgot about as who, one who of their analysts? Will oh. Muschamp. Oh. <laughs> each, each SEC – well, Michigan has a lot of analysts. But each SEC team in this Final Four, Alabama and Georgia, Alabama now on to the finals, they have like 20 analysts uh, and maybe 30 total if you include quality control coaches – um, they just they have so many different eyes looking at ways to beat you. And I thought to myself, I honestly did, with, with Georgia up 27-3, winding down the third quarter. Yeah. I honestly thought, Arnie, 
that it was going to be hard for a Dan Lanning, that's the Georgia defensive coordinator, because he'd taken the Oregon job. And if you look historically, that can be a bit of a challenge, right? Whenever you have a coordinator, he calls the plays, he schemes the defense, that is off to a new job, but still says, no, 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 I want to coach. It makes it tough. I forgot about Kirby Smart, forgot about Will Muschamp, and their defense has shown no ill effects at all of, of a coordinator who was off to be a head coach somewhere. And, oh, by the way, they have the best players. That helps a lot, too. No, it does. That's why I like him in the rematch. I mean, first of all, Alabama's really, we'll get to that in a little bit with injuries. I'm not sure. sort of talking about the play on the field, but they, they've certainly got their injuries. But uh, again, and, and by the way, this is exactly the Georgia team um, some people were expecting when they played Alabama in the SEC championship game, but a good victory. Michigan, look, like you said, you knew it was going to be a low-scoring game. You just didn't know that Michigan's <laughs> defense was going to give up 27, though you should have maybe expected it. Well, Michigan's defense, not all that great at times, um, but then again, Georgia's offense does sputter sometimes, um, but again, uh, they looked real good today. And actually, better played very well against Alabama in their SEC championship game. You know, you said something as we welcome you into Fox Sports Radio talking four-team playoffs is we had four fingers in the air, uh, Georgia dominating Michigan, so we're on a collision course next Monday night for Georgia and Alabama in the national championship game. But Arnie, you said something about um, Stetson Bennett yeah. and the questions why. That's not just something that's been happening the week between the loss and the SR. No, the week, what am I talking right, about? But I, the month yeah, between yeah. the championship game. That's been questions all season long. Right, but I, when you got this far, though, I mean, I, I can understand that being earlier in the year and, and also with the injury, um, I understand that. But now that you're getting ready for the semifinals, enough is enough. You know, dance with the who brung you, Chris. Would you, would you say I was right about that? I don't even know why that's still a, an issue at this point in time. Well, because he does things that doesn't that, that just don't make any did I use proper or improper English there there's these there's these moments where he'll do things and you're like the hell was that I mean he he did it the uh what the second drive of the third quarter where he's throwing back across his body into the middle and listen I, I understand that's really nitpicking but he's not the most mobile guy he took three sacks in the SEC championship game Tennessee who had a horrific defense this year sacked him twice I, I just, he's not the most ac- accurate guy in the world but I, I understand I'm with you well, I, I never was, really I was understood perplexed it. Perplexed about the right before the halftime, um, okay. what they were trying to do, but but then again, somebody's got to take charge. Nobody was calling timeout. Here's um, the thing that blew my mind about that. Yeah, okay. coach is standing on the sideline first. He's called, Call the and then he's out. Open to, uh, getting rid out of face on it. I'm like, well, do something about it then. You know, do Call something. The time out. God, what what is what is Call Kirby time Smart? Tell him to speed it up. He didn't do anything. Kirby Smart salary, and he's worth it. I'm not bringing this up to say, right. oh, he doesn't deserve it. Kirby Smart makes uh, seven mil a year. You right. telling me that seven million dollar man couldn't figure out to turn to the official? Go time out, time out. He we was, need to get time but out. They had one time left, but he was calm with about 54 seconds left. The clock is running the clock is running 30 seconds then he starts getting red faced like what are we doing i don't what do you mean what are we doing do you don't know you didn't discuss this with your with your coordinators before before you got the ball back you didn't discuss what what the plan is for the last 122 and then they took their time with the play before that went also yeah. but no big deal i mean it, you know it still worked out and by the way you know you said you gave all those reasons why Bennett was still a, a question mark sure. i thought he played pretty well against alabama he, yeah he had a couple mistakes but um i thought that was enough to at least solidify his saying, okay, we'll wait for the rematch. Okay, this is good to get in the weeds. And I think if you're a Georgia – well, Georgia fan's not listening right now. They're hammered and they're on cloud nine. But if you're an (laughs) SEC fan or if you follow college football, you know, they've got JT Barrett. And I know he hasn't been healthy. But I – listen, 
I'm just bringing up a point here because I do agree with you. I'm not a big JT Barrett guy, and just because he was a five-star quarterback, I don't think he's better for George than what Stetson Bennett is. But, Arnie, it seemed as if every single mistake that Stetson Bennett would make, it was, oh, yeah. well, he's a walk-on. Got to get the five-star guy in there, and, and I don't know why. Uh, the turnovers, he'll have those brain fart moments, the lack of mobility, but, yeah, it's just it, – it was a common theme all season long. And yet, the, the way, same the same vein, the, the team was just rolling through the regular season unbeaten and blowing teams out. By the way, we're going to get a lot of this on Twitter. Uh, the Nash Music just sent this in. You did not just say Georgia would be favored over Alabama, did you? No chance yeah. Alabama will be favored. That line's already come on out, Chris. I, yeah, I you sent it to me, and I was shocked. There's two things here that are happening tonight. Yeah. Now, uh, I when because I feel like one of the one of the things that needs to happen more in our gambling conscious world is accountability. So when yes. you make a, you can't have the Arnie gene, which is Arnie will make a prediction and unless it's right, he forgets about it. It's, <laughs> it, it's almost amazing how good he is at it. But w- when this first line came out yeah, and Georgia was a nine and a half point favorite, I, we literally had a show with Arnie and I do a show against on Sunday Michigan. nights, yeah, yeah. 10 P to two a right. When, when the, the initial line going back came out for Georgia against Michigan, it was nine for Georgia over Michigan. And I thought, I'm, I'm flying to Vegas or wherever it's legal, and I'm putting everything I have on Michigan to cover this. So I, I could not have been more wrong. And I think it got bed down to like seven, maybe in six yeah, and a half. And, a point, a half. No, and it closed and at seven it, yeah. and a half. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to question any number with Georgia, but you sent it to me. I sent it to you. Yeah, that's the official number. I think Darren Ravel put that out. It had, um, what was it, Georgia? I have it right I think here. it was three Georgia. and a half. No, no, Georgia minus two and a half. Two and Alabama half. plus two and a half. Over under 53. Money line, Georgia minus 135. Alabama plus 115. But the line is two and a half. Georgia favored by two and a half. Wow. Um, that seems to be, and, and again, the, these were in the, the national championship game is in Indianapolis. These were put out literally one hour ago. So right at halftime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those, and that those, was courtesy yeah. of Circus Sports who sent that out. So I, I'm I'm with Nash Radio. I'm, I'm Sports, as confused yeah, yeah. As, as he was, because whenever you sent that to him, I was like, wow. But then I stopped and I realized. Yeah, you were you were adamant that Georgia shouldn't be as big of a favorite over Michigan as they are, and look where they are right now. So I'm not going to complain too terribly much. It's it seems odd, Arnie, that yeah. it would be that kind of number, but I also feel like we're kind of prisoners of the moment right now, right? And you're in that situation where maybe Alabama didn't look so good. Uh, it's still winning like they did. You know, they had a couple of injuries that popped up. It seemed as if their wide receiver core, they, they, they struggle when they took away one piece of it. So maybe they looked at that and thought, well, George is dominating a team that's infinitely better than Cincinnati. So, uh, yeah, we're going to make them a favorite. That, that, that's what I came away with when I saw that. There'll be a lot of money on Alabama, but the pros will take George. I'll be interested to see if that line uh, gets up to three or higher. I want to see which way it's going to move. I'm not sure, really, to be honest. All right, uh, listen, we got a lot to get to on the show tonight because in addition to keeping tabs on – what am I saying, keeping tabs? In addition to breaking down this game to the nth degree when it goes final uh, because it is O-V-E-R over, as Arnie likes to say, yes. we've got a lot of college football playoff talk to get to. 
Artie, we've got a lot of Week 17 yeah. NFL Don't talk. forget it's Tua time, my friend. You're not going to cheat me on my Tua talk. Uh, listen, how many days in a row? Danny, have you been with Artie all week How many weeks in week a row? Long? How many weeks in a row? No, no, no. I just mean on this show from uh, 9P to 1A Central Time, 10 to 2 Eastern. Danny, have you been in all week with Arnie or no? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, not all week, but it felt like all week, just working two shifts with him. Okay, Ty Shirt, have you been in all week with Arnie? Uh, Thank God, no. Okay, okay. I, I don't know if you guys have known this from listening all week, but Arnie is now all aboard the Tua train until he oh, throws yeah. an interception against the Titans on Sunday and things fall apart because you did make one of the greatest proclamations ever, though I do think you're on about year five of yeah. saying the Dolphins are going since, to win the rest of their games since man this wa- year. Since somebody, since somebody predicted man would walk on the moon, this is right up there. Arnie, after they fell to one and seven, said they would No, actually, when they won their second game, uh, you said they're not going to lose again. Right. And so far, it's looking pretty good. Two more but, to go, and they're definitely going to beat the Patriots the last week of the season. I, I promise you that. I'm not even worried about that one. Okay. Um, I yeah. will say, though, I'm digging through some old tapes of the show. And by yeah. tapes, I mean podcast. I feel like that every single time around the 10th game of the season, you have picked the Miami Dolphins to win the rest of their games. So I don't know if this is a byproduct of you shooting a gun in the air enough times <laughs> until you finally hit a duck. <laughs> But it is kind of wild when you think about it. I'm not taking away from your Tua time, yeah. but this is this is impressive, right? Something that has never happened in the national football team, a team that's won seven in a row, but then also lost seven in a row in the same season. That's absolutely positively jaw-dropping. Yeah. But it, it's also kind of incredible to think about how that schedule broke for them. Oh. They beat, they've beaten one team with a winning record. Well, they beat the stretch. Ravens and they beat the Saints, but the Saints were 500. Right. I'm, I said I'm one team ab- with a winning record. Yeah, I'm nervous about the Tennessee game. I really am. I, I'm not nervous about the Patriot game. I think I think they're a bunch of frauds, the Patriots. But I, I feel good um, about them. But I'm nervous about Tennessee uh, on Sunday. I would be, uh, especially with A.J. Brown playing the way he is. But listen, man, you guys showed your dominance over – uh, Ian Book yeah. on Monday night. So I think you can shut down anyone Brady in the Ian National Book. Football yeah. League. <laughs> <laughs> How about that number that Brady Quinn was the last Notre Dame quarterback to win a game in the NFL when he when awesome. the Chiefs beat, I think it was, the Carolina Panthers. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it, it, b- bottom line, more than anything else, Arnie, you bring up to it anytime you want in the Dolphins. It's pretty incredible. But if you think about it, Miami is one of a handful of teams – that control its own destiny. Yeah. Can't you, lose, though. You win your last two games, you're in. It's amazing that they control their own destiny with two games left. I, mathematically, I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. No, we fought about it last weekend. Yeah. I was like, you're crazy. Yeah, you but, didn't believe me. I told but, you. But you know who else controls their own destiny right now? The Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Through everything. Danny and You got G. an easy schedule. Do, yeah, right. We got the Colts yeah. this weekend, and we wrap things up with the Chargers. Um, Danny G, let me let me just ask this question before we grab our first time out. Do you believe? That's a simple question tonight. Do you believe, Danny G? I do because the Raiders' defense has played well against some good running backs. So can they stop Taylor if they're playing up to their capabilities? Yes, they can. Of course. Now the wild card is going to be who is Carr going to throw the ball to because Darren Waller is going to be out again. So Renfro is going to need to come up big as he has all season long. And Edwards is back from COVID. COVID is playing a huge part in this game, obviously with Carson Wentz and 
what's going on with uh, Darius Leonard and yeah. uh, the Raiders have some defenders uh, that are on the list. So it's it's going to be interesting to see who actually suits up on Sunday. Well, I got my Raiders winning that game. Oh, no, we're done. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy New Year! Yes. Happy New Year in the Eastern and Central time zone. We'll get you out of here in time, Danny G., Alex Tyshirt, Steve DeSager, most of the editors behind the scenes hey, Steve. to get a champagne toast. Where are they going to go? Midnight. They only have like one hour to get somewhere. They can't go anywhere. Why not? Arnie, we have parties waiting at our houses. <laughs> Shut up. People aren't in bed by 8 p.m. like they are in Vermont. <laughs> my my, my neighbor Rose goes to bed at 6. <laughs> I envy that, actually. <laughs> so can she hear you? I mean, is your, are you loud enough for where no, it like no, resonates? No, She's no. in bed by 6, so quiet. It's like 2 a.m. out there when you're done. She might be waking up and getting ready for the day whenever you're done, right? She goes to bed at 6 p. No, not my wife, my neighbor. My neighbor. Oh, 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 oh I'm sorry. That's right. My bad. I thought you said your wife. I was like, oh, yeah. go to bed by Chris 6. Chris starting rumors. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Um, but no, uh, please be safe out there. Don't drink and drive. It's New Year's Eve, obviously. Don't start the new year by putting yourself in um, almost an insurmountable hole, and it's so easy to stay out of it. A few drinks become too many. It's time to go home. You think of calling for a ride. You decide not to because, hey, what's the worst thing that can happen? You get pulled over. You lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone. Drive sober or get pulled over, paid for by NHTSA. You know, if you text Happy New Year to someone, the fireworks go off on their phone. So literally nonstop, <laughs> I'm getting a text from my daughter, Happy New Year, because she wants the fireworks to be going off on her phone. Right, Go right, to right. bed. Oh, my gosh. Um, any, so you had brought this up before we hear from Kirby Smart, a little Jim Harbaugh, and uh, some, some Stetson Bennett. Any big plans for the games tomorrow, or is it just meh? Meh. No, it's, it's just meh tomorrow. It really is. I mean, I'm going to enjoy the day off, relax, watch the bowl games. I'm more into the NFL on Sunday. I'm all Thanks invested. I, I can't wait for the Dolphins-Titans. I'm, I may just sit in my chair tomorrow and get ready for the game on Sunday. I'll do like a 24-hour tailgate in, in my uh, man cave. But I'm, I'm all hours. into the NFL. There's some great matchups on Sunday. Well, unfortunately, today's games didn't give you much. You heard the highlights from the Alabama 27-6 win over Cincinnati. Uh, Georgia just scored early off and never looked back. McIntosh, the lone setback with Stetson Bennett in the shotgun. Snap it back, hand it off to Kenny Mack with blocking. He'll throw it into the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown, Kenny Mack! Threw it to A.D. Mitchell. He was wide open in the Michigan end zone. Touchdown, Georgia! Yeah, that was, um, <laughs> I, that, that, it was 14-0 at that point in the first quarter. I hate to say it, but that was pretty much a ball game. Uh, they added some more points, and then I think this was my favorite call that I found. It's 27-3, to and Georgia just kept cooking. Snap to Bennett. Want to throw on third and short. Hook it up for Cook. He's wide open. Caught. 21-15-10. Hops into the end zone. Touchdown, James Cook. A homecoming for Cook, who's from South Florida. Touchdown, dogs. What's that I hear? Hammer and nail and coffin. Third Three to three, dogs lead it. <laughs> wow, Georgia. Did you Bulldog did you Radio hear now. Harbaugh before the game in the pregame interview? Yeah, that yeah. was great. I loved it. 
Yeah. No, oh, get, oh, oh, no, no, no. I didn't hear the on-the-field stuff that he did oh, with Holly Rowe. What did he say? No, on the field, when he, uh-huh. you know, you get that's like that one question. Right. And her like, one question, what did you tell your team? And he's like, going through it. He goes, I said, let's go go at it. Let's go. You know, or something <laughs> like that. He, he started getting all, all right. pumped up and yelling into the mic. And I'm like, oh, I love this. This is yeah. great. This is Too awesome. bad his team didn't listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> they came out. Uh, what's, what's the great line that Mike Tyson had? Everyone has a plan until they get yeah, punched in the punch face. Punched in the face. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, so I thought, speaking of that, Jim Harbaugh gave credit where credit was due afterwards. The heck of a game. In all phases, loved the way our guys fought. You know, wasn't uh, wasn't our best. Certainly was theirs. They uh, they played extremely well. And I loved this even more from Kirby Smart. We, we generated some better rush. You know, and again, we, we have to be able to do that to be successful. Was it a magic potion, Mark? I, I don't think it was a magic potion. We we called a lot of the same calls. You know, we called against Alabama, but uh, you know, the quarterback probably didn't escape as good as Alabama's did, and we finished a little better. I love that. So what was because I'm sitting here giving credit for the game plan. I love the game plan. And what is what is uh, Kirby Smart coming out after? It's, oh, he did the same stuff we did against Bama. We just won one on one battles. Well, I, I will say this: if Bennett goes twenty to thirty for three thirteen, three touchdowns, no interceptions against Alabama, they'll win the game. Um, you know, it was the interceptions that caused him, and uh, the defense did not play well enough. It didn't even play well at all. So we'll see if they're able to go ahead and stop that Alabama run. Speaking of that, Stetson Bennett. This game's all about how well you play. Go out there and play you know well today to in spite of people i came out there and played well and worked hard throughout the few weeks we had off um because my teammates needed me to do that and we needed that to win um so as far as a statement um that's my goal every every week is to play that well yeah and he did um he really did he looked great tonight and now you get georgia alabama for the second time in about four or five years and does it take it away since they just played you know, what, what, six weeks ago or whatever it was, or just, you know, that they played uh, two games ago? Do you know why it doesn't to me? Because Georgia looks so good tonight. And now you realize that, okay, um, Georgia realizes what they – you heard Kirby Smart just say it. Uh, they've got to do a better job of containing Bryce Young. Bryce Young is a guy, when you look at his numbers, he's not a big rusher. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of rushing yards, but he's very elusive in the pocket. Cincinnati, I thought, did a pretty good job at times on him tonight. So we'll see if Georgia has a little bit of a better plan in trying to keep him in a box a week from tomorrow. A week from Monday, excuse me. See? You got me thinking it's Sunday now, aren't I don't think you know, I think Alabama's gonna have a different game plan. No way they're gonna be able to go ahead and run that many times against yeah. Georgia. So obviously they're gonna go ahead and do something different. Do you know what I thought stood out to me about Alabama's game plan today? Uh, I th- I think I didn't even realize how much they're going to miss a couple of their playmakers. Yeah. And, again, they've got five stars replacing first-round picks. I completely and totally understand that. I'm not um, – I'm not a- immune to that idea and that way of thinking. But whenever, you know, you can double-team Jamison Williams – and I mean, she's not out there. It makes it makes a difference, and it made a difference today. Uh, yeah, did did Williams end up getting his today? Sure, he did. But I'll tell you what, Georgia's going to find a way to really make them do more than just run the ball over and over to Brian Robinson Jr. like they did today, Arnie. They are going to force them to get more playmakers involved. Maybe it works. Maybe there's more Bryce Young running the football like there was in the SEC championship game. But I'm ready, man. I. I'm ready to watch the taste of these two bad games out of my mouth tonight and hopefully see a better matchup between Alabama and Georgia than we did in the SEC title game. And, Arnie, it's funny 
Because I remember you and I doing the show Sunday night before the SEC title game. I remember doing all my college shows during the week, and everyone was like, man, I, I just don't know if, if Alabama's going to be able to score. I remember they, they are, 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 did anything done against Georgia. We'd put Georgia's defense up there with the elite of the elite. Alabama had just come off nearly getting beat by Auburn. It took a, a, a Heisman-winning drive by Bryce Young, essentially, to put them in that spot. And ever since that moment when we started doubting them, they've been a different team. Uh, and they found a way today, and they'll get a chance to win a back-to-back national title next Monday against I wonder Georgia. if the rest of the country is going to be into it, or are they just going to go, oh, just another SEC matchup. We've seen this, had this before, so um, no big deal. I, I think it'll have a, a good uh, you know, a good rating. I think it's going to do awesome, no doubt about that. Yeah, I, I think it'll do well, too. But congratulations to Alabama and Georgia. They move on to the national championship game on Monday. Meanwhile, I did want to bring this note up because Danny G just sent it to us, and I think it's it's worth noting. Not a lot of talk on this program about the Lakers win tonight over Portland, but it's kind of amazing what we are seeing from LeBron James. Oh, unbelievable. Right? 43 points, 14 rebounds, shot 62% from the floor tonight. Uh, You can question him all you want, but Arnie, he's 44 and he's averaging as – wait, hold on. Is that right? No, I'm sorry. Tom Brady's 44. 44, Uh, I'm I'm making him – I'm trying to make him Tom Brady's age. And by the way, Tom – You're making him my age. Tiger Tiger Woods – you're not 44. (laughs) Tiger Woods and LeBron James have the same birthday, which is kind of cool. But uh, 37 years old, LeBron James is averaging the same amount of points as he did when he was 25. It's his highest scoring average – in an NBA uniform since he was 25 years old. Wow. I know the Lakers are kind of garbage right now. It's a good win tonight. But damn, Arnie, this fountain of youth that some of these guys have found, it's incredible. And I'm digging it, man. I'm digging uh, youthful LeBron. Has he missed his stretch? Sure, he's battled some injuries. But I don't know. Is, is the best still yet to come with this dude? All right, you're the best maybe. I don't know if the best is yet to come, and I'll tell you one thing. They're never going to win a championship again. LeBron's never going to win a championship again. They're, they're not even in the championship hut now. They're going to have to make a move, and um, you know they're going to free up a roster spot. But I don't know. You know, I said this a couple of days ago. They should figure out how to get Zion and uh, start fresh next year and see what the four of them can do. That'd be awesome. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What has Zion done that would make you? Think yeah, but that- you're, getting, you're getting him cheap, and then hopefully get to play with uh, you know Westbrook and Anthony Davis and, and LeBron. It'd be a whole different story. Where, where, where do you come up with these ideas? Am you I like missing- that one? Do you like no, that one? no, it's Why? dumb because it's not going to happen. It was dumb. I mean, it's- a couple of years ago, any every team would have been dying to get Zion. Artie, but- we're already dealing with AD who's made out of glass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what has he done on an NBA court right now that would lead you to believe that he's going to make it through an entire season? You and, don't oh, buy, listen to me, you don't buy stock when it's at all-time high. You buy low, you sell high. But, Zion, you're getting Artie, low right now, and you know the stock is going to go up. What's wrong with you? He, he's not on the market. They're not dealing him. Well, I know that that's the only, but you know okay. what? You're the Lakers. You never know when you could pull that off. <sighs> 
right. Oh, anyway, we. I did not mean to. I did not mean to segue into yeah. NBA talk. It derailed uh, us. I'm going to get fired. But anyway, regardless, uh, Lakers get the win tonight. Uh, <laughs> LeBron James does it. You're rooting for your New Year's resolution gone in exactly one hour and twelve minutes when you're rooting for. Oh, sure, it was gone before that. I'm sure it was gone before. May have that. been. Bertie Fratto is coming up here in just a bit. Let me hit a couple of tweets. You can hit us up at Plank Show. That's at Plank Show at Stinkin' Genius One S T I N K I N Genius and the number one. And of course at Fox Sports Radio, where everyone should be following us. I've had, uh, had good tweets all night. Lou is Lou. I played He's mad four. At you. I played four highlights. I played yeah. two from an Alabama game and two from the Georgia. He said, game. "Chris, not really thrilled by your radio replays of today's game. Much rather hear what your thoughts are on Week 17. Just my opinion. My gosh." Um, it's a four-hour okay. show. We'd be giving our thoughts for three and a half hours now, for crying out loud. Uh, Football Jesus Vegas. What, yeah. what a screen name, right? The SEC wins more titles in playoffs in the BCS because the media and committee are biased and invite them no matter what or how many losses so they get more opportunities than no, other conference that, champions. That's not true. Now, that might be true when we go to 12, but that's not true now because you're going to get two SEC teams in there anyway. So that's that's not And it would have been one had Alabama lost in the SEC championship. Um, question? Did you not think those were the two best teams that we've seen in college football tonight? Yes, of course. Uh, right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to say it's biased, and I understand then the counter would be, well, why did one loss Bama get the nod over X, Y, and Z team? Okay, that's fair enough. But, again, the metrics that they use, look at the stat dorks, the analytics gurus. They all have the four best teams in there. I, I just I, I don't know what to tell you. What, what would have happened? not a biased thing. What would have happened if it would have been Georgia-Bama in the first round, a semifinal game, and Cincinnati-Michigan in the other semifinal? That would have been um, – gosh, that would have <laughs> – let's see, what would have needed That would be a bad finals. Like, well, it two, depends on three. who wins, really. Yeah. Uh, you know what would have needed happen, to happen for that is for Georgia to, to get knocked down one more notch, right? right. They could have they, been – yeah, yeah. They would have really – they needed to fall all the way down to four. But you know what could have made that possible – if it was someone else outside of Cincinnati, that's the only way that that could well, yeah, have been like possible. Like Notre Dame, exactly. Right. Yeah. That that Brian Kelly had stayed in Notre Dame and went out and started campaigning for his guys, or um, Oklahoma beat Oklahoma State and Baylor, or oh, I mean, again, Ohio State had a didn't have its loss to Oregon and was a one loss team. Its only loss was Michigan. I think something like that, Arnie, might have. Could have made it, but yeah, no, they weren't going to give Cincinnati anything other than the four seed. Uh, NY Racing Capper, at Racing NY writes, if Bama is the favorite, then I'll take Georgia for all the money. They looked like booty today. <laughs> Think Georgia didn't give an S in the SEC championship game because they knew Bama would get in even if they beat them. Bama's not the favorite. Once again, Georgia's the, if I heard you right, Georgia's the yeah. two-and-a-half-point favorite. And over under 53, by the way, from what I understand, the over under has dropped down to 51 now uh, from 53. So I'm going to have to see what's, what's going on and how much money is already being bet. People Matter of are fact, all, I mean, it's, guys, it's five hours after the game's over. What are you doing? You, Calm down. You know, by the way, the opening line, when I said that Georgia was a two and a half point favorite, according to Vegas, that line opened up Alabama minus one. See? 
And everybody jumped up all over Georgia within minutes of the line coming out towards two and a half across the board. And Caesars right now is holding at Georgia minus three. I'm surprised they wouldn't wait like 24 hours just to make sure that there's not any injuries. Oh, no, the line was out at halftime. (laughs) Why? (laughs) You could be so off on certain things. I guess so. Uh, And then one other quick one. Beer Baron writes, ah, just what the nation has been demanding, another championship for the SEC. What, What do we say, 16 of the last 20? Which, by the way, I'm, I'm surprised Florida State fan didn't get mad at me because I left out Florida State uh, of the other team that had won right. one because right. it had been, what, Clemson, Ohio State, and Florida State. Because, I mean, it, it's amazing to think that Florida State was a national championship team Hard like 15 believe. years ago, and now yeah. look at them where they are now. Actually, less than 15 years ago. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, joins us to help us get through the final hour. 2022, not quite 2022 yet in Vegas. No. Not quite yet. But it is in the Eastern and Central time zone, so we're calling you from the future, Bernie. Um... (laughs) Your thoughts on, let's start with the early game tonight, Alabama and Cincinnati. I thought Cincinnati battled. Alabama just out physical them and I think did what we expected the Crimson Tide to do, right? Well, we've seen Alabama do this to Washington, Michigan State, Notre Dame. Two years ago, Chris, you probably saw it up close and personal with Kyler Murray, uh, but I digress. Yeah, this is where Alabama lives. Uh, this was the seventh uh, semifinal game that Alabama's been to uh, in this iteration of playoffs. They're now 6-1 and one with the average margin of 21 points. So I give Cincinnati credit for getting there. I thought they battled. Uh, the books lost a little bit. Uh, Darren Ravel is not correct. They didn't get crushed in that I game. I think so. And as a matter of they, they did lose a little bit. It wasn't a great uh, event, but the truth of the matter is the larger decision came in the later game where the books hit a grand slam home run. Well, they, everybody was taking Michigan in that later game. They went from nine and a half to seven and a half. Um, I'm sure the books made a, a boatload of money in that one. They made, they made a fortune. Uh, about 72% of the tickets were on Michigan. 63% of the money uh, was on Michigan. And it came pouring in. I did 12 radio hits, including several with you guys and you and, and, and Aaron. I never once wavered. I liked Georgia. Georgia to win 10 to 13 points. Yeah. Um, they, they, they did more than that. They were too talented, too deep. The Bulldogs are, were too desperate to get a rematch with the Tide. Michigan's pass offense only ranks 44th. They weren't going to be able to take advantage like uh, Bryce Young did. And there were multiple other trends, including the one I shared with you. Michigan won their last three games uh, scoring 40-plus points. And whenever that happens and you head into your bowl game as a dog, you only cover 14% of the time. So everything's stacked up for Georgia. And now, as you guys have already seen, money's coming in on Georgia. They waste no time, Chris. Yeah, and uh, the total is now 52, and you'll see a lot of money come in in the next 10 days. Full disclosure, I will be on Bama again as soon as it touches three. Wow. uh, I'll grab Bama. Look. Prior to four weeks ago, Nick Saban had only been an underdog once in the last 92 games. The last time was Georgia, October 2015. In Georgia, Georgia was laying a point and a half. Bama beat him 38-10. You saw what happened December 9th when Georgia laid six points. 
Bama did the same thing. Nick Saban does not lose to his assistants, as you pointed out earlier in the show, uh, Chris. Uh, he owns them, and I think this Bama team is very, very dangerous, and there's just something psychologically. You know, Casey Stengel once said, teams lose to the Yankees because they get psyched out looking at the pinstripes. I think Bama <laughs> takes the field in those uniforms, and it's like, oh, hell. Here we go. <laughs> I like I it. it. So, uh, Bernie, I want to pick your brain on Michigan. Where do they go from here now? I don't – they never really adjusted anything. They, at some point, I'm like, your receivers are – your running backs are not going to run around Georgia. What are we doing? Um, but they kept the swing passes. I'm, they, but, but they're where they wanted to be, and it's a step towards, I guess you could say, returning towards championship prominence. But – is Harbaugh set? I mean, he's going to be rumored for some NFL openings, I'm sure. Where do you see Michigan now going forward? Well, he's not going anywhere. Har- Harbaugh's not going anywhere. He, re- he retooled his staff. He brought in Josh Gaddis, brought in the defensive coordinator from Baltimore, and he gave those guys a lot of autonomy to make decisions to do what they do, even try a little flea flicker today. But at the, end of the, at the end of the day, Jim Harbaugh is who he is. The game has passed him by. He's not an offensive innovator. And as long as he beats Ohio State and wins a Big Ten, I think the folks will like that. That Michigan likes being relevant. They like having 110,000 at the big house every Saturday. It's a brand, the wing helmet. No one's got it better than us. They like to live in this delusion of grandeur because no one's won more games in the history of Michigan. I don't think they'll ever be in a national championship game or win a national championship. But, look, they're actually quite happy with Harbaugh. The program's making money, and they got a big monkey off their back. they got to replace some good players, including Gaten Hutchinson. And I'm not sure what happens to quarterback. I know the Cade McNamara's QB1, but if J.J. McCarthy doesn't start next year, I wouldn't be surprised if he transfers. So Michigan's first five games are cupcakes, but then they got to go to Ohio State next year, and they'll get real. But to your point, Chris, where do they go from here? They try to build on what they have. Can you beat Ohio State next year and validate this year's win? Can you continue to stay relevant in the national picture? And they'll go from there. Bernie, it's two a time, my friend. It's two a time. Yeah. Dolphins, three and a half points against Tennessee. They've won seven in a row. This is the game. They got to win their last two, but it starts with this one. Tough game on the road against Tennessee, but they don't have quite have that running back. What do you think? Well, as long as Tennessee does not have Derrick Henry, uh, I think they're beatable. And and I think Miami actually wins that game. They're going to have to put A.J. Brown in a vice and, and, and if they can stop him and put the game on Tannehill's shoulders, Brian Flores' defense will find a way to win the game. The Lions telling you it's an even game. In the history of the NFL, there have been 16 teams that have won at least seven in a row since 2000. Interestingly enough, when you go to win that eighth in a row, 13 of the 16 did it. So I expect Miami to win Sunday. It's a Sunday afternoon game, and we'll go from there. We're hanging out with Bernie Fratto straight out of Vegas. One more quick one for me, Bernie, before we get out of here. DeSager brought it up earlier. A lot of weather games. How does that factor into your handicapping? Well, you, you factor in from the standpoint that you look at the totals and you determine if it's windy. The only thing that really affects the total, not so much rain, uh, not so much snow, but wind. Wind will really hurt a passing game. You look at a hot house team going outside like Minnesota going to Green Bay where the wind chill will be about 7 degrees tomorrow, and now you see Kirk Cousins is out. I liked Green Bay anyway, uh, but I think Green Bay will be able to uh, name their score. But for the most part, you still try to follow the math and not to overthink the weather's uh, situation too much because bad weather can also create turnovers, which can also cause points, which can also turn an under into an over. You're awesome. By the way, Bernie, you know I'm coming out to Vegas next month. Am I going to have a problem? 
because you know I, me and Ben Affleck, we're the same person. He's he got banned from casinos, what for card counting? You know, I can. Uh, that's my thing. I'm a card, five decks, six decks. Uh, you know, I can card count. Am I going to get banned or what? No, I thought we had that worked out, Arnie. I got that nose and mustache thing I'm going to give you when you get oh, okay, off the plane. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah I got a go. Keith Jackson mask, too. You just get off the plane. Hello, everybody. Yeah. And by the way, don't don't send any champagne to my room or anything like that. Please, don't 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 go out of your way, please. Too late. It's too late, man. You got a bottle of MD-2020 waiting for you. There you go. There. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. Man. Bernie, have a great show Thanks, tomorrow night, Bernie. man. Look forward to uh, hearing it. Thanks, guys. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.